Welcome to the Belmar Treasure Trail, a self-guided tour that features some of the environmental, art, and historical gems that make our beautiful shore town such a special place to live and visit. Starting as a summer community of just 25 people in 1872, the borough was officially named Belmar, meaning French for beautiful sea, 17 years later. By the 1920s, there was an influx of year-round residents, and by 1940, Belmar's commercial center was in full swing. Today, the vibrant one-square-mile borough retains its historical small-town charm while earning a reputation for leadership and environmental sustainability. The Treasure Trail Tour is divided into two routes. One covers the Main Street and Shark River sections of town and features 22 stops. It is about four miles and takes about two hours, done at a leisurely pace. The second route is an ocean area route that features stops 23 to 38. It is two and three quarter miles and will take you about an hour and a half at a leisurely walking pace. Of course, you are welcome to use the Treasure Trail map to break the routes into shorter sections or to create your own route and visit the stops you'd like. The Belmar Environmental Commission wishes to thank the Belmar Historical Preservation Advisory Council, the Belmar Arts Council, the Belmar Tourism Commission, and our partners in the New Jersey Water Savers Program for their support of this Treasure Trail tour. You can also find a wealth of interesting information about Belmar's natural resources and fascinating history in the Belmar Environmental Resource Inventory, or Belmar ERI, available through Belmar's website at www.belmar.com. We hope you enjoy the Belmar Treasure Trail. You are at the Belmar Public Library, stop number one on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The library is a beautiful gem in the center of our town that got its start in 1911 through the efforts of several local friends interested in giving young people access to books and educational activities. They opened a small library that was so popular that just a year later, in 1912, it moved to a larger building, and in another two years, moved and expanded again in the colonial-style building you see here. The library opened to the public in December 1914, was made possible through funding by the Carnegie Corporation. The leaders of the Carnegie Corporation were so impressed with the architectural plans for the Belmar Public Library that they adopted them as the standard for future libraries all over the United States. In 1935, a portrait of Andrew Carnegie, a copy of one painted by the famed artist Louis Mora, was presented to the Belmire Library by the Carnegie Corporation. Today, the library features a new lower-level media center and is hub for numerous community gatherings and special activities. While you're here, don't miss the photo opportunity to capture a bit of Belmar's E Street connection to Bruce Springsteen that we commemorate with our larger-than-life metal guitar on the front lawn. Created by sculptor Bob Mataranglo with metal pieces made by Dennis Nalepa, the guitar is positioned so you can stand in front of it and take a photo with the E Street sign in the background. Hokey? Maybe. But for us, it's a... You are at Historic Union Firehouse... Stop number two on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The Union Firehouse celebrated its 100th birthday in April 2011. It is one of three firehouses whose members work together to protect Belmar. 
Until 1889, the Ocean Beach Association, that is what Belmar was originally named, owned a small hook and ladder wagon used by men in the community who volunteered to keep water barrels and buckets by their back doors or woodsheds. But then in 1888, a New Year's Eve fire left an entire block of what today is Main Street in smoldering ruins. Dozens of worried property owners circulated a petition to purchase a steam fire engine, and in June of 1889, a yellow fire engine came to town. A horse named Major was half of the team that pulled the bright new pumper until retiring in 1892, when he was replaced by the first motor-powered fire engine. Over the next decade, Belmar's other two volunteer fire companies, the Volunteer Hook and Ladder on 11th Avenue and the Goodwill Hose Company on 7th Avenue, were incorporated. All three firehouses have interesting historical memorabilia and welcome passers-by to stop in when volunteers are on duty. You are at the home of the Belmar First Aid Squad, stop number three on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The Belmar First Aid Squad is believed to be the oldest independent volunteer squad in the United States. It got its start in 1927 through the efforts of the late Daniel Traverso, a Belmar doctor who served as the squad's physician until his death. The year after the doctor started the squad, another Belmar resident, Frank Milan Sr., authorized the purchase of an ambulance at his own expense. It was the first ambulance to be owned by a first aid squad along the Jersey Shore. Mr. Milan also donated the grounds and the building for the headquarters you are looking at now. In 1936, Mr. Milan's son, Frank Jr., unveiled a bronze plaque honoring the squad's founder, Dr. Traverso. That plaque can still be appreciated today. By the way, when Frank Jr. was just 13, he gave up his Christmas gifts so the money could go into the first ambulance fund. Today, the first aid squad answers an average of 900 emergency calls a year and is on site at our beachfront during the busy summer season, which welcomes 20,000. You are at St. Rose Roman Catholic Church, stop number four on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The cornerstone for the original church was laid in 1890, and the present church was erected in 1906. A large expansion in 1926 brought the Gothic Revival-style church you see today. For the rest of the century, and into this one, the slate steeple, visible for miles, was used as a navigational guide for ships. In fact, if you stand on the Belmore Boardwalk at Fifth Avenue in front of Taylor Pavilion, which is one of the stops on our Treasure Trail Ocean Area route, you'll see the St. Rose steeple gracing the horizon. This is stop number five on the Belmore Treasure Trail, one of the delightful exterior wall murals in the Belmar Arts Council Community Mural Project. This Greek-inspired Belmar beach scene on the side of the popular Acropolis Cafe restaurant was done by Beth Gersten, a Belmar resident as a professional muralist. Her beachscape, viewed through the colonnade of a Grecian-style caryatids, brings smiles to patrons and passers-by. This is stop number six on the Belmar Treasure Trail, the home of the Belmar Arts Council, known as the BAC Boatworks. Walk around this former marine repair center, hence the Boatworks nickname, and you will see the handiwork of a number of local artists on two bright and engaging murals. The gallery is open 1 to 5 p.m. from Wednesday to Saturday. 
wander inside, and you may enjoy one of the many revolving art shows in this thriving community art center, which also boasts frequent performances, workshops, and special events. You are at our treasured Spirit of the American Doughboy Monument, stop number seven on the Belmar Treasure Trail. Doughboy was the popular name for a World War I foot soldier, and following the war, Doughboy memorials were erected all across America. Yet today, less than 200 remain. Belmar's Doughboy was originally dedicated in 1930, but fell into disrepair over the decades. In 2002, the Belmar Historical Preservation Advisory Council began a campaign to refurbish the statue, and in 2006, it was rededicated. The names on the back of the monument are those area men and women who actively served in the armed forces in what was called the War to End All Wars. The two names with stars commemorate those who made the ultimate sacrifice. This small but much appreciated area is known as Belmar's Doughboy Park. You are at the 9th Avenue Pier, stop number 8 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. At the front end of the pier, you'll see the Breslin Monument, which we are extremely proud to have in a permanent place of honor in Belmar after a 50-year absence. The Breslin Memorial has a storied place in Belmar history. Pat and Sandy Breslin were the unassuming proprietors of a small luncheonette and boat rental concession at the Belmar Marina. On December 8, 1941, the day after Pearl Harbor, Pat and Sandy immediately wrote a letter to Congress offering their boating and fishing pier in the Belmar Marina at no cost to soldiers, sailors, and Marines. Not only through the war years, but for another dozen years after the war ended, Pat and Sandy fed countless servicemen and women and lent them fishing tackle and rowboats. They would even insist the servicemen use the Breslin's telephone to call home and talk to their loved ones. Over the years, they received thousands of letters from servicemen and their families all over the world, and even from complete strangers thanking them for what they were doing. But they also heard about servicemen who shared their hospitality and hadn't made it back from the war. So during the summer of 1949, the Breslins dedicated a granite monument outside their luncheonette to express their gratitude to all who served, especially those who gave their lives. Their countless quiet acts of kindness led all the way to the White House when, in 1953, they were honored in the nation's capital by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. However, four years later, their concession license wasn't renewed due to a planned marina renovation. The Breslin Monument was put in storage until 1960, when the Breslins wrote to President Eisenhower to request his help in finding a permanent location for the memorial. The next year, it was placed at Fort Monmouth, where it remained until Belmar petitioned for its return after the closing of Fort Monmouth was announced. In 2010, it was officially dedicated in its new permanent home here on the renovated 9th Avenue Pier. If you walk to the end of the pier, you'll get a panoramic view of the 800-acre Shark River Basin and our Belmar Marina, one of the major marinas along the Atlantic Ocean. This is stop number nine on the Belmar Treasure Trail. A good place to talk a little bit about the Belmar Marina. Known as one of the premier marinas along the Atlantic coast, the marina offers a variety of opportunities, from charter and party boat outings, to kayak-based eco-tours, to popular pier fishing. 
There are newly renovated slips, transient docks, boat rentals, a bait-and-tackle shop, and more. Enjoy the vista as you stroll along the marina walkway. You are at L Street Beach, stop number 10 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This is a man-made beach that is enjoyed by many visitors to McCleary Park, which is named for Mayor Peter McCleary, who was mayor for 20 years from 1947 to 1967, and before that served 12 years as a commissioner. If you come here towards the end of the day, you will be treated to one of the most spectacular sunsets on the eastern seaboard. And if you visit L Street Beach in May or June, you may get to see hundreds of horseshoe crabs that flock to the beach for their annual spawning ritual. It is one of only a handful of spawning sites on the eastern seaboard for these amazing ancient creatures. This is stop number 11 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, where you'll find one of the signs in our Treasure Trail interpretive series. Read the sign to learn about the 800-acre Shark River Basin. This watershed is vital to the five towns that surround it and to the thousands of birds, fish, and other wildlife that it supports. In case you were wondering about all the kayaks and sailboats you see here, this section of McCleary Park is also the home to popular river programs run by the Friends of Belmar Harbor. Thousands of children and adults have learned not only to sail through these programs, but to deepen their appreciation and love for the Shark River and its habitat. This is stop number 12 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, another in our series of Treasure Trail Educational Signs. This peaceful resting area, including the sign, was completed by a local Eagle Scout for his Eagle Project. Read the sign to learn more about some of the resident and migrating birds and waterfowl that call the Shark River home and add to its vibrant ecosystem. This is stop number 13 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, one of the original interpretive signs in our Treasure Trail. The Treasure Trail series of educational signs was developed by the Belmar Environmental Commission in partnership with the New Jersey Marine Sciences Consortium, New Jersey Sea Grant, and the Department of Environmental Protection. Read the sign to learn some of the legends behind how the Shark River got its name. This is also a good place to mention the residential area you will see across the street. This part of town, historically known as Rhode Island Point, was annexed to Belmar in 1927. Different from rest of Belmar, this section of town was a seasonal resort with summer bungalows and tents. Centuries before, it was a famous summer colony for the Lenny Lenape Indians who frequented the area for summer camps and called the inlet and river the Nola Quesset. This is stop number 14 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, our Belmar Plaza Mural, another in the Belmar Arts Council Community Mural Project. This multi-panel scene, painted on the rear of the Freedman's Bakery Building, captures some of Belmar's iconic images, including our famous St. Patrick's Day Parade. The decades-old parade, held the first Sunday of March, is the largest St. Patrick's Parade in New Jersey. You'll also see quintessential outdoor Belmar scenes in the mural, which was designed and painted by popular local muralist Jim Fitzmorris, whose colorful work can be seen on wall sides throughout New Jersey. You are at Piano Plaza, stop number 15 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This central downtown location was named for former mayor Francis A. Piano. 
who served from 1979 to 1987. Whether hosting summertime concerts, farmers markets, or winter holiday tree lightings, Piano Plaza serves as a wonderful town square for... As you walk south on Main Street from Piano Plaza, look for the alley before 921 Main Street. Don't miss the enchanting artwork on the alley wall. But this is only a prelude to the bright, large depiction on the other side of the building. High above street level sits an exterior wall mural on the building at 921 Main Street, which is stop number 16 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This mural is another of the creative works in the Belmar Arts Council Community Mural Project. You can view it best if you cross the street and stand on the south side corner of 10th Avenue at Main Street. Done by Bob Mataranglo, an award-winning video artist, animator, sculptor, and muralist whose large-scale outdoor work can be seen throughout New Jersey, this mural highlights Belmar's connection to Bruce Springsteen. A young Bruce used to practice regularly with his E Street Band at the home of original keyboardist David Sanchez's mother, who lived on Belmar's E Street. But Bruce is not the only musical icon who frequented Belmar. In the golden age of the 1920s, George and Ira Gershwin spent many a summer night on the porch of an oceanfront hotel owned by the family of Ira's wife. You are at Belmar Elementary School, stop number 17 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The historic school celebrated its centennial in 2010. A hundred years earlier, an election was held to decide if a new school should be built. Women at the time were only allowed to vote for trustees, not for appropriations. But with a vote of 99-4 and 97 against, an exciting margin of two votes led to the new school, which was constructed at a cost of $57,000. High school students originally attended the school, but in 1912 it became the kindergarten through eighth grade school it is today. There have been expansions and improvements over the years, but the front facade has remained the quintessential brick school building that you see today. On an environmental note, Belmar was selected to be part of a New Jersey water conservation pilot program that recently underwrote the installation of high-efficiency sinks and toilets throughout the This is stop number 18 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, and it features two murals coordinated through the Belmar Arts Council's Community Mural Project. One faces Main Street and is on the rear of the cinder block wall adjacent to the elementary school. The other is across the street from the side of the school, facing 12th Avenue. It is painted on the back of our 12th Avenue baseball dugout. Both murals were done by Belmar native Doug Z, who uses spray paint and stencils to create unique designs that are earning him acclaim in a number of galleries and by private collectors. You are at Monument Row, stop number 19 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. Walk between 12th and 13th Avenues and take a moment to see the memorials that pay tribute to the brave men and women who served our country and community. The monument at the corner of Main and 12th Avenue, created by Belmar's dedicated volunteer firemen, is our firefighters' memorial. The center memorial honors those who served or made the ultimate sacrifice for their country during World War II. Belmar lost 14 men in that war, and in the 1950s, 14 trees, the ones you see lining Monument Row, were planted in their honor. 
The beautiful memorial was championed by the Belmar Historical Preservation Advisory Council. The monument at the corner of Main Street and 13th Avenue honors the uniformed airmen, Marines, sailors, and soldiers who served in or died during the Korean, Vietnam, and Persian Gulf conflicts. Belmar has special observances every Memorial Day and Veterans Day that take place here on Monument Row, as well as at Doughboy Park, the site of our World War I Doughboy Monument. In addition, the borough has an annual commemoration to honor the men who served aboard the USS Juno, a light cruiser that took part in 17 major battles and earned five battle stars. It was torpedoed and sunk by a Japanese submarine on November 13, 1942, killing all but 10 of the 700 men aboard. Four young men from Belmar were among those who made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. You are at stop number 20 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. It features another in the Belmar Mural Project. This one was done by a collective of artists from the Belmar Arts Council who volunteered their time to create this eye-catching mural. You are at the Magical Garden and Greenhouse, stop number 21 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. It is a community garden where dozens of members get together to grow and share organic vegetables, herbs, berries, and flowers. This flourishing garden and the adjacent E Street playground used to be a vacant lot, but a group of determined residents set the wheels in motion, and with the help of local, county, state, and private partners, the unsightly property was in, turned into one of the first community gardens of its kind in New Jersey in the year 2000, and that has been thriving and expanding ever since. The garden, by the way, got its magical name from a contest held with the Belmar Elementary School students. Each year, Magical Garden members, many of whom are master gardeners, share their green thumb magic by offering workshops for Belmar residents. This stop is also a great place to share some of Belmar's trivia. The E Street Playground was named not only for its location, of course, but it also to bring attention to the fact that young Bruce Springsteen used to rehearse with his E Street band in the home of the original keyboardist, David Sanctius, whose mom lived on this famous You are at the Calvary Baptist Church, Stop 22 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. The church was originally constructed in 1906 on 12th Avenue and moved to its current location in 1925. You are at the First Avenue Beach, stop number 23 on the Belmar Treasure Trail route. First Avenue Beach, or Shell Beach, as many Belmartians call it, is the only natural, unmanaged beach between Sandy Hook National Park and Island Beach State Park. Belmar made a decision many years ago to keep this beach as a natural example of what all beaches would look like if left to Mother Nature. Take 10 minutes to read the colorful interpretive signs located right off the sidewalk and further down on the beachfront to learn more about the habitat and inhabitants of this special beach. The signs are among several treasure trail interpretive signs throughout the borough that educate about our coastal ecosystems and serve as an outdoor classroom for local schools. If you are here in late spring or early summer, you might find our least-turned nesting colony, 
which we are proud to say is among the largest in the state and very important for this threatened species. We are thrilled that oyster catchers are also now calling Shell Beach a nesting home. This is stop number 24 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, featuring the Oceanfront Belmar Fishing Club. This historic fishing pier is one of the few ocean piers left in Monmouth County. The Belmar Fishing Club was first organized in 1909 with 49 members who paid dues of $1 a year. Ten years later, in 1919, they arranged with the Ocean Pier Company to build a first clubhouse on the pier. But by 1929, the club had grown so much that the membership voted to build a new clubhouse here. This building, expanded again in the late 1900s, is a prime example of mission architecture. Today, the Belmar Fishing Club is a modern, members-only haven for socializing and fishing. But it still contains a treasure trove of historical artifacts, including signed photographs from Presidents Franklin D. Roosevelt and Warren Harding. And built into the club's fireplace is a stone mantle from George Washington's winter camp at Valley Forge. You are at the 4th Avenue Beach entrance, stop number 25 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. We're stopping here to point out that Belmar is committed to making sure our beach is accessible to everyone, even those with limited mobility. In the summer months, this is one of four beach entrances that have Moby mats. They are synthetic mats that make the sand underneath feel hard as concrete, so it enables people who use wheelchairs and walkers to reach the water's edge without worry. While the mats are put down to benefit those with disabilities, they also make life a lot easier for moms and dads with strollers and beach wagons or anyone who wants an easier walk on the sand. On a historical note, Belmar has attracted its fair share of celebrities over the years. You'll have to walk the Main Street Shark River route to find out about our Bruce Springsteen connection. But as you stand on this boardwalk and look across Ocean Avenue, imagine that a century ago it was lined with beautiful hotels. One of them was owned by the family of Ira Gershwin's wife. So Ira and George Gershwin, the iconic American musical team, spent many a summer night in the 20s relaxing and entertaining friends by Belmar's Oceanfront. This is stop number 26 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. For many decades, the Fifth Avenue Pavilion has been the social centerpiece of Belmar during the summer months. Current and former residents still talk about the old rat races held here more than half a century ago. They were post-war teen dances and canteens that helped young men and women escape from their daily rat race. The original pavilion burned to the ground in the 1980s. The new building closely resembles the original and was named in honor of John A. Taylor, one of Belmar's beloved mayors. Among many activities still regularly held in Taylor Pavilion is a big band orchestra series and social dancing series. These two free musical offerings have been a summertime fixture of the Jersey Shore since the 1940s, when the Works Progress Administration developed a Depression-era program that set aside royalties to create work for musicians. That funding source and the Music in Taylor Pavilion continues to this day. The Pavilion is also a community hub for other summertime special events 
beach badge sales, private parties, and more. Stroll around back and see the oceanside rocking chairs that offer a wonderful and relaxing views for residents and visitors alike. Interestingly, during World War II, the beautiful ocean-facing windows on the back of the original pavilion were covered with blackout paint. This was one of countless steps taken by local defense councils along the Jersey Shore to darken the oceanfront at night so it would be harder for Nazi U-boats that prowled our coast to stalk and sink nearby freighters. Jumping to a more modern and much different mode of protection, look over the back deck of the beach and you'll see experimental dunes created to help protect the pavilion in the event of a major nor'easter or hurricane. They have already proven very beneficial in recent storm surges. Walk back to the front of the pavilion and look across Ocean Avenue, and you will see Silver Lake, one of several coastal lakes that dot the Jersey Shore. The 13-acre lake is ringed by grassy areas and a macadam trail that is popular for jogging, strolling, dog walking, and more. The beautiful gazebo you see is called the Heisman Gazebo, named for former borough commissioner C. Andrew Heisman. This area is the site of many concerts, weddings, and other special events, including the popular New Jersey Seafood Festival held every June. The lake is home to a variety of aquatic life and waterfowl and is a migration stop for many birds. Many people admire the beautiful steeple that graces the horizon beyond Silver Lake. It adorns the top of St. Rose Roman Catholic Church, which is one of the stops on the Main Street Shark River Treasure Trail route. The Slate Steeple, visible for miles, was an important navigational guide for ships. To follow this treasure trail route, cross the street to the 5th Avenue side of Silver Lake. The trail will take you around the lakeside, which includes informational signs about the geology and inhabitants of Silver Lake. You are at stop number 27 on the Belmar Treasure Trail, featuring a residence at 204 Fifth Avenue across from Silver Lake. This beautiful home is built of stucco-covered hollow tile and boasts 86 windows. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, it was featured on countless postcards and photographs and until recently was a popular bed and breakfast offering incomparable lake and sunrise views. You are at the Fifth Avenue Chapel, stop number 28 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This chapel was originally built as the Church of the Holy Apostles in 1873. By 1940, the frame building, constructed in the shape of a cross, was in poor repair, having been closed for many years and stripped of its furnishings. Its beautiful stained glass windows remained intact, however. The Fifth Avenue Chapel purchased the property for $1,500 and began its ministry here in 1941. If you walk down the block to 316 Fifth Avenue, you will not see a treasure trail marker because it is a private residence, but we wanted to share its history. What is now a lovely home was built in the 1890s as a wellness clinic where city dwellers came for restful rejuvenation at the Oceanside. It became known as the Belmar Hospital in the 1930s, continuing as a wellness clinic but also offering minor medical care. 
It was renamed Fitkin Hospital when it moved to Spring Lake and then found a permanent home in Neptune Township where it has grown into today's Jersey Shore University Medical Center. You are at one of Belmar's community rain gardens, stop number 29 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. You might wonder why this rain garden warrants attention when there are so many stunning landscape gardens throughout Belmar. But the real beauty behind this group of plantings is that it is designed to reduce the pollution in Silver Lake. A major cause of water pollution throughout the industrialized world comes from rainwater that picks up pet waste, fertilizers, road oils, and other toxins as it runs across paved surfaces and winds up in waterways. The Silver Lake Rain Garden is designed to keep those kinds of invisible and not-so-invisible pollutants out of our lake. It was created by the Belmar Environmental Commission to divert polluted runoff from the road into a vegetative system. If this were not here, the contaminated runoff would wind up going down storm drains and into sewer pipes that discharge directly into Silver Lake. The hardy plants, soil, and stone mix were selected to help the stormwater runoff absorb into the ground. This relatively easy-to-build and low-maintenance rain garden is also intended to serve as an example for homeowners in the area to replicate on their own properties. This is stop number 30 on the Belmar Treasure Trail with another of the borough's Treasure Trail interpretive signs. While you enjoy this relaxing overlook on Silver Lake, learn about the natural habitat and the many plants and animals that call this lake their home. The 13-acre waterway was once part of a huge bay in ancient times when all the lakes up and down the Jersey coast were connected. When you continue around Silver Lake, Look across the street for the private residence at 209 South Lake Drive. This Victorian-style home was built in 1890 by Henry Yard, one of the original developers of Belmar. While we could not include them all on the tour, Belmar still boasts a number of historical old homes like this one. This is stop number 31 on the Belmar Treasure Trail with another of our Silver Lake educational signs. These colorful signs are part of an interactive educational initiative developed in 2005 by the Belmar Environmental Commission in partnership with the New Jersey Marine Sciences Consortium, New Jersey Sea Grant Program, and the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. On this sign, you can learn about the geology and history of this small waterway. Feel free to walk up and enjoy the view from our Heisman gazebo. This area is the site of many great weddings, concerts, and special events, including the famous New Jersey Seafood Festival held here every June. You are at stop number 32 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This monument, seen at the base of the flagpole, often called the Salt Works Monument, was dedicated by Belmar's Bicentennial Commission in 1976 
to commemorate the only Revolutionary War engagement that occurred here in Belmar. Three British vessels arrived off the coast of Belmar in April 1778 and launched 150 men in longboats. They landed south of the Shark River Inlet and completely destroyed the salt works operating on the banks of the river. This raid was part of a British strategy to destroy the ability of colonists to produce salt, an essential commodity for the American war effort. The Shark River raiders, however, were driven off by 15 Monmouth militia. The British left in such a panic that they swamped some of their longboats. Weeks later, the colonists would cheer when word filtered back that at about the same time the British were raiding the New Jersey coast, a young American captain in his sloop called Ranger was terrifying British coastal towns, sinking and capturing ships at sea, and even in British harbors. It was the first time in 100 years British coastal towns were raided. That captain was John Paul Jones. Stop number 33 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. Yes, it may look like a huge pole in front of 7-Eleven, and for many years its origin was a mystery. But this tall white landmark is actually a part of Belmar's maritime history. As you will learn on the interpretive sign at its bottom, the pole is the foremast of the Malta, a ship that was wrecked off 8th Avenue Beach in 1885. Look closely and you will see the guide rail that was used to guide the sail up the mask. At the bottom are the gudgeons, the metal fittings where the ship's boom was attached. Walk across the street and find another sign on the boardwalk that has information about the remains of the shipwreck, which is about 100 yards offshore. The stern post of the sunken ship can be seen at low tide. This is stop number 34 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. For a quick piece of art that makes thousands of people smile every time they enter or leave the 11th Avenue Beach, walk down the beach entrance a little way onto the sand and turn left to see the lovely Dolphin Mural. As you look up and down the beachfront from this central point, it is also a good opportunity to talk about Belmar's approximately 1.5 miles of beachfront that offer unlimited four-season opportunities for nature lovers, surfers, and coastal enthusiasts. In the summer, movies on the beach, lifeguard tournaments, and a popular sandcastle contest are just some of the special events that attract tens of thousands of visitors. Belmar takes very seriously its responsibility to protect and preserve the natural wonder of the waterways that surround our small community, and our one-square-mile borough has earned a national reputation as a leader in environmental sustainability. One small example of our effort can be found in the boardwalk restroom facilities, open during the summer season, that feature waterless urinals, high-efficiency faucets, high-speed dryers, and are cleaned with least toxic cleansers. In addition, the beachfront showers are fitted with low-flow showerheads to conserve water. You are at our 13th Avenue Pavilion, stop number 35 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. This building, which has enjoyed many public and private uses before becoming the much-applauded Matisse Restaurant, is a rare example of pre-1930 pavilion along the Monmouth County shore. 
The one-story wood frame building constructed in 1929 has a bowed bay on the ocean side and a pedimented portico facing street side. This is also a good spot to mention some interesting environmental and historical facts about the residential areas you see across the street. One bit of trivia is about the land itself. The areas south of 13th Avenue have soil that does not drain as well and has a higher water table than the northern section of town. Also, as you've walked along the boardwalk, you may have noticed that in the northern part of town, the size of the blocks were longer and the housing lots larger. After the town got its start as a summer community of just 25 people in 1872, more visitors and residents started flocking to the seaside getaway. In 1908, the new Belmar grew by annexing adjacent areas. One of them was called the Ocean Grove Park Track, which started at 12th Avenue and went south to Spring Lake. The area was laid out with 700 new smaller lots. To entice people to attend the sale of these lots, a marketing promotion offered $10,000 worth of prizes like pianos, diamonds, watches, and silverware. In case you're wondering, the asking price for the lot at that time was a few hundred dollars. You are at the 19th Avenue Beach, stop number 36 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. Surfers enjoy Belmar's ocean waves year-round, and in the summer months, the 19th Avenue Beach is dedicated just to those with their boards. Every September, thousands of people come to watch our annual Belmar Pro, where the wave-riding performances get better each year. The Pro features top-serving athletes from Central America, Australia, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Europe, South Africa, and all over the United States. Plus, there are always a few local favorites in this fun-filled post-Labor Day surfing extravaganza. Also, this tour would not be complete without mentioning DJ's, the well-known establishment across the street. DJ's has featured countless entertainers who've gone on to make a name for themselves. But ask co-owner Frank Cementa what happened when he hired a young, aspiring singer-songwriter back in the 70s. Turns out he was so good, patrons were too busy listening to the music to buy any food or beverages, so Frank had to let the musician go. In case you haven't already guessed, that was none other than Bruce Springsteen. You are at the 20th Avenue Beach, stop number 37 on the Belmar Treasure Trail. It is the end of Belmar's boardwalk, although Belmar continues until the brick arches which mark the boundary of our neighbor, Spring Lake. In the summer, the 20th Avenue Beach is a haven for ocean kayakers, and you'll see some impressive wave-riding feats. This is also a good spot to mention the rock-like piles seen along the ocean front that most people call jetties. Jetties, however, are the rock barriers found on the sides of inlets, like those along the Shark River Inlet between Belmar and Avon. These other rock formations you see along the ocean front are actually called groins. These groins are man-made foundations originally built of solid rock walls jutting into the ocean 
to protect the beach from erosion. But in 1990, following a massive beach replenishment, the groins were notched near the shore to allow for the sands to follow their natural south to north drift. The full length of the groins can be seen at lower tides, but the rocks are submerged during high tides. You are at Lake Como, stop number 38 on our Belmar Treasure Trail. Three neighboring towns, Belmar, Lake Como, and Spring Lake, share ownership and oversight of the lake. Belmar only has a small portion of the lakefront, less than 20% of the actual shoreline. If you continue up to B Street, that is the transition from Belmar to Lake Como's portion of the lake. Spring Lake's portion starts at its Ocean Avenue border by the brick arches. Many millennia ago, this lake, like Silver Lake and others up and down the coast, were all connected as part of an ancient bay. Today, the lake hosts a number of anadromous fish. That means species that can live in both freshwater and saltwater. The lake is also home to dozens of mute swans. Indigenous to Asia, a few pairs of these beautiful swans were introduced to Belmar in the early 1900s. These Belmar swans gained a national reputation as the first flock bred in America, and the New York Zoological Garden was among several places that requested and were given a pair of breeders by the borough. 